Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this amazing journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-host, Nay and Sunny D. Hey honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl who thoughts on almost any and everything. Also, full-time parent, and sometimes you may hear my little one in the background of this podcast. Lo siento, I am sorry. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. Hey everyone, it's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry piles up and the dogs chew on your good shoes. Yo, this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, Love Ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want to do mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. Happy African-American Music Month. We are so excited to be in June, celebrating African-American music, jamming every day. And of course, if we're trying to jam and you know, Juneteenth is around the corner. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, I have a question for you. I want to know what song has been stuck in your head all week or at any point in the week? So that's very interesting because this week I started my fast from music. So... I have switched listening to a lot of music for podcasts and um, audiobooks, but although, you know, music is still in my heart, you know, so the one that I keep trying to get out of my head <laughs> is um, Rihanna Needed Me, like, you need, needed me. <laughs> So that's the one I've been trying to get out. And then there's the other one I just heard um, because I was in the car with somebody else. And I was like, well, technically it's their car. So I can't be like, I'm on a fast. So you need to turn your music off. I didn't do that. But um, apparently it's this new song out. It's like this new, it's this new gospel song by Pastor Michael Joy Todd or something like that. But it goes like winning, like I'm going to win. You going to win. Everybody around me winning. Uh, And it's like a nice beat. I'm like, is this, should I be like dancing? like hey to the christmas i don't really know what to do but i'm like yeah so those are the two songs <laughs> i mean have you had heard kirk franklin those are club joints i mean be praising the lord but i might twerk a little <laughs> they're so good they're so good to listen to also how you gonna be fasting for music during music month how'd that happen i mean i feel like you're judging me but <laughs> it happened because i was listening to too much ratchet ass music and not doing what i needed to do and so when you go into work <laughs> you listening to bodak yellow <laughs> where like these are bloody shoes and you don't like the person you work with your mindset goes to bitch try me i will hit you with my ice cup and walk walk out with a smile on my face so just trying to bring that zenfulness back into myself before sh- before I go love all the way. I can imagine you're already bubbling feelings, emotions, and then them being heightened by listening to something so aggressive <laughs> when you go into the office. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a smart move.
move. That's probably a smart move on your part. For me, I've had, for whatever reason, my husband had been, he had mentioned something with our neighbors, uh, was hanging out with our neighbors across the street. And he mentioned something about like Scooby-Doo or something. I don't know. And once he said that, for whatever reason, I had the theme song to Scooby-Doo stuck in my head. I still do. And I don't understand why. I've never even watched the show. I haven't even seen like the movies or they didn't really interest me because you always know it's some old man in a mask. It's the same thing every time. Every time. Isn't it funny? Because I just think of like most of the serial killers out here is always the old white man in a mask. Hello? Y'all, we ain't learned our lessons yet? Come on. Be for real. So yeah, I've had that song stuck in my head. I just be walking around the house. Where are you? Like for no reason. And I just, I, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even. So for our either or this week, as we carry on with our music theme, listen to a terrible cover of your absolute favorite song. I'm talking straight butcher. Cats on a chalkboard, like dying in an alley. Terrible. Or an instrumental version of your favorite TV show theme song? I would probably have to go with the TV theme uh, TV theme song because if you butcher my favorite song on a cover, I'm not a comments person. Like I read the comments and I lurk, but I think that would be the day I will have to come for you in the comments. So... <laughs> For um, me, definitely my favorite TV theme song. And now I'm thinking of like, what's my favorite TV theme song? Oh no. Maybe the Proud Family, Beyonce, Destiny Child version. The Proud Family. Lee, what? You and me will always be tied. Family, every single day and night. Even when you start to act like a fool, you know you love it in every single thing you do. <laughs> Can I just say, though, those 90s, early 2000s sitcoms, cartoons or whatever had the best freaking music on those shows. They had the best sitcom theme songs. They had the best songs like within the series itself. We got like peak content back then. I also would go with instrumental theme song. I on just random basis will bust out with a mo to the e to the like I will sing the Moesha theme song. I will sing living single. I'm not living single. I ain't been living single in a minute but I sing the song on a regular. Please give me an instrumental version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like give me all the instrumentals because I'm singing them all I'm gonna do it all the time I'm here for all of that especially because I'm like oh my gosh yo Sunny D over here dropping the hitters like come on with these hitters yes so y'all know we do a quote of every episode and today's quote is by Champagne Poppy live without pretending love without depending listen without defending speak without offending and that's by if you don't know who Champagne Poppy is it's Drake and in Soldier Boy's voice Drake yeah, he did say that. So what do you think about this quote, girl? It cracks me up every time. Anytime there's something outrageous or outlandish, I say anything in that particular like tone of voice because it's so freaking funny. It's like taxes? Well, you know, like I'm just for no reason. <laughs> for no, how much? <laughs> for no reason because it's so relatable. It's so relatable. I like this quote a lot. This is, I think it's just a helpful reminders of how to just be better with communication and to be a decent human. And also I feel like, especially the way that you have this set up in here, I feel like it would be one of those giant posters in a teacher's classroom, like on a corner with maybe, you know, with a smiling cat or something. You know what I'm talking about. It's one of those like, be kind, <laughs> be kind, rewind, you know, something that they would have at Blockbuster or something. I don't know, but I like it. Yes. And audience, we got a child 
challenge for you. Since I told you about Champagne Poppy, so that means they're lyrics. What song are these lyrics from? Dum, dum, dum. First one that answers in the comments, um, we may surprise you with the free giveaway. So there you go. Part of me is like, insert music now. Guess who doesn't know what song this is from? Honey D. <laughs> so with that, I, so we are in African-American Music Month, which is one of my favorite months because we get to celebrate all things Black music, which if you listen to any of our episodes from last year, you know, we've created probably every single genre. But with this one, um, Sunny D, I know you and I were talking about it like, why can't lyrics get out of our heads and like some of the songs that are stuck in our head and we're like really get out why are you there and I feel like we got something in our brain that's just like oh she's trying to think about something let's play this song play <laughs> it's just this random loop um do you have any songs that that's so random that's old school or even new school that you um you can't get the lyrics out of your head Ooh, that's a good one I <laughs> I would have, I'm, if you guys don't know already, Nakai's very aware. I'm a very huge Brandy fan. And I would sing, like, I want to be down, particularly the remix version, just randomly. Like, when I'm trying to get something down from, like, a top shelf, and I'm like, I want to be down. I need you to be down here because I can't reach it. I'm only 5'5". Five five, you know what I'm saying? So, like, for no reason, I just sing these songs. Um, if I'm, like, sitting up in my office... <laughs> Like I remix them all <laughs> to be things that I do on a regular basis all the time. So usually there's some sort of a brand new tune that I can um, incorporate into my day to day for whatever reason. Um, don't let there be a full moon outside because I'm singing the whole full moon album. So that's just that every time, every single time. And I'm going to play it too. If I see it, I'm like, play <laughs> That particular song, gotta play it because it's a full moon, I'd say. Um, but yeah, I have most of the songs that, that do come into my mind are usually in, I live in like the 90s era of R&B, early 2000s. So I'm, I'm in there for some reason. So those songs are constantly in a mental rotation of mine. And that's also pretty much all of my Spotify playlists. And also what's on my Apple phone, like in my music, my phone. Yeah, I, I live and I, I'm stuck in a particular genre. So you gotta love it. Yeah, that is true. One of the lyrics or songs that I keep uh, thinking about that I don't ever think about, but these two songs always come up when I'm spelling them. And the first one is I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? And I just be like, just spell the word. And then respect R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And I'm like, you know what? If we really would have put all these hardcore words to songs, <laughs> Speaking of, because this is how I feel. I've seen this in a few different ways. And this is how I feel like things are remembered or memorized or something, especially as kids. Like those two songs, for sure. We all know how to spell bananas. Thanks to Gwen Stefani. We all know this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Every time. Just because of uh, Matilda difficulty, I know how to spell difficulty because they had a song with the kids in the classroom and it was like Mrs. D, Mrs. I, Mrs. F, F, I, Mrs. C, Mrs. U, Mrs. L, T, Y. See, now we can spell difficulty with no difficulty. And that's what music does. It makes things much easier to digest and easier to like remember. I spell beautiful I, because I watched this movie yesterday, which is why it's at the top of my mind. If you watch Bruce Almighty, when he's doing his, at the, especially at the end, once God has done whatever he does to him, he's like, 
it's a B-E-A beautiful day. That's how I spell beautiful. <laughs> Type in like B-E-A, <laughs> like every time, because it's just so easy to remember. So music does a lot of that, breaking stuff down, putting some sort of a beat or melody to it, helps people remember information, which is why we know all these doggone songs, but can't tell you a math problem. That part. And I even think of like, it's so funny because you were saying all of this stuff and I'm like, wait, what? But then when you start singing, I'm like, oh yeah, I know that too. And it's so interesting how our brains work of like, we can't remember the full lyrics to a song until you hear the melody, right? And so like you just did with the Matilda, I'm looking at you like, Matilda, I love that movie. What are they talking about? And then you start singing and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so true. And I'm over here singing it with you. But that's so funny. But um, are there any songs that like, when you hear the melody, you automatically know the full lyrics versus like, you're like, mm. If somebody say, I'll give you an example. So for me, and y'all don't come for me, SW, SWB week. So I'm like, people will tell me, like, they'll sing the words. And I, I don't know all the lyrics, but I know that chorus. I know the chorus. <laughs> and so, like, everybody, like, starts singing a first verse. And I'm just looking at them like, what are you singing? And then they get to the chorus. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess. So that's all I know. Great. Like, sing it, girl. Sing it. That was literally what I was going to say. Because for whatever reason, if I hear a lot of SWV songs, actually, if I hear Weak or Human Nature, they read. So they sampled Michael Jackson's Human Nature and kind of like remixed it. Oh, it's such a good song. But when I hear it, I'm like, I know that little ding. I know what that sound is. I don't know what pitch. I don't know what note. But I know it. And then for some reason, my brain releases all of the lyrics only because I've heard the song. Do not ask me to speak any lyrics to any song except maybe like TV show theme songs. Maybe. But if you play like the like we had our, our Lauren Hill our Lauren Hill episode not too long ago. If I hear that little record scratch, I know what that is. Like everybody knows a record scratch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden the lyrics start popping into my mind. And I'm like, how does that happen? Because if you stop playing the song immediately all the words disappear and I'm like I don't know where to go except the chorus and then maybe the bridge and some of them older songs the bridges be like some of the best parts of the song because the minute I start hearing that melody I can sing the whole doggone song don't ask me to sing it now because I have no idea what the lyrics are so it's so funny when we think about the lyrics um and since we're on SWB SWV their song Rain. So y'all, such a beautiful song, right? I w- I did not realize that song is not about rain at all. <laughs> that song is something we should not be listening to as children. That is definitely an adult song. That is definitely a sexual song. And I, when I actually, when someone broke the lyrics down to me, I was like, wait, what? Really? And it's like, yeah, rain down on me, like rain down. And if you are a child and I'm going to say 18 and under, please fast forward 30 seconds on this podcast. That song is about raining, like calm coming down on you. I'm like, wait a minute. What? I thought it was literally about her going out in the rain and like literally rain down on me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know what to think of this song. And now I'm questioning every single song I listened to growing up. I mean, on the surface, and I think this is why this is one of those songs that is so memorable and that does so well, because on the surface, it is very relatable. Like, I want you to shower me with affection, shower me with love and attention and compassion and kindness and all the things that you need in a relationship. 
But then once you peel back that layer, it get a little deep, okay? It get a little deep, it get a little dirty. And you don't realize these things until you're much older. So now as adults and you think about, because again, I like old school music, like 90s music rather. And which I feel like nowadays it is old school, depending on who you talk to. But I feel like listening now to songs, I'm like, wait a minute, what? That's what this is about? There's one song and I can't think of it now. Hopefully it'll either come to me or you'll know what I'm talking about when I say it. But there's a song from like the 90s era that essentially is about being okay with your man going and sleeping around as long as he coming home. Like as long as you come home, he like, he knows where home is. So like, I ain't even worried about you. And I'm like, why would you want to be in a relationship? Like, like now as an adult, I'm like, why would you want to put yourself through this? That sounds unnecessary. You know is what I'm it, talking about? Well, you said 90s. Cause I was like, oh, cause that sounds like scissor weekend. <laughs> Right, because she literally says you can have him Monday through Friday. Just send him to me on the weekend. Somebody else had a song that was like that in the nineties. It was early two thousands. I feel like it was Aaliyah. It's one. It was on one of her albums. But no, I gotta. It's gonna bother me. And the core, like once you hear the chorus, you would know what I'm talking about. Ah, I can't think of it. See, this is how music works. Like I can't think of what the song title is because the titles to the songs are not always what Black people call a song. Okay. We will call the song something else. It's not the title at all. It's a, it happens to be a lyric in the song. And then we make that lyric the entire title. Don't ask me why. It's easier to remember. I don't know what the song is called, but I know that lyric and I know what the song is. I don't know. But yeah, essentially it's like he goes and he does all of what he wants to do over there. But like he's coming home to me. I feel like it's a either in a escape song or maybe it is an SCBD song. <gasps> it is. You're my yeah, little secret. You're my little secret. And that's, that's how a, that's you escape. keep it. But that's and the that's similar thing them. because they were having yes. an affair and basically in a friend group. Side note, I started this TV show called A Million Little Things. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. What but uh, Hulu? Yes, it's so good. Like you need to watch it. Audience, y'all need to watch it too. And watch it with me so we can talk about it. <laughs> but us talking about this reminds me of the escape song you're my little secret because the whole entire event or affair that's going on with escape is literally going on in the show like they have a friend group two friends are like getting it on and i'm like uh the audience as an audience you know i know but they don't know you know but they know they know yeah it's crazy and i'm like this is somebody's real life yeah i don't understand it i'm like now as you know i'm an adult you know mid 30s you experience things you come to unlearn some things and now I'm listening to some of these songs with different ears now and I'm like if you just non-monogamous just say that (laughs) you know what I'm saying if you want to be poly just say that if you don't want to be if you want to be non-committal just say that why are you putting yourselves in these positions in these situations pretending that you're okay with it but you don't wrote a whole album sis you are not okay with it (laughs) at all but we didn't have the language for it back then so like that was the norm that's just kind of what how things were dealt with but now I'm like oh baby you don't have to deal with that come on let that go release and let it go that is true and (laughs) 
This is random, but like the 12 days of Christmas. Have you ever heard the uh, ghetto version of that? I know the Destiny's Child version. It's like, I don't know who, I got, we'll find and put in the blog, but it goes like the 12 day of Christmas. And then she go like, I want five something, 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 something. No, it goes like five months free ring for something, 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 two, something, something. And a man with a lot of money. Yes, I now know. See, you sung it. That's how, that's the only reason why I know it. <laughs> you had to sing it out loud. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was so ratchet. Why do you come up with this stuff? The creativity of our people. And I, I, I was like, I'm so here for that song. Because first and foremost, yes, I want five months free rent. Yes. And being the solo single one on this podcast, I will take a man with a lot of money. Thank you. Wrap him up. Send him to my door. Deliver him. Thank you. Whether that will say thank you, God. But yeah. So I know we talked about this one day with like us staying up late and watching BET Uncut. What songs did you learn about on BET Uncut? The one that stands out immediately is Tip Drill. Like immediately. That's like the first thing that comes to my mind when anybody brings up BET Uncut because we was not supposed to be up that late, number one. Number two, we was definitely supposed to be asleep and we were not supposed to be watching it, which is why it came on so late at night. However, comma, they always played the tip drill video and it was probably one of the first ones that they would play and seeing and I think it was not as censored I don't even think they played tip drill during the day I think they only played it on like at night or BET uncut but like seeing somebody take a credit card and slide through a chick's butt cheeks what is happening I mean that's so that's so vivid in my mind (laughs) That is so vivid in my mind. The other one that pops up, they also played it during the, like, not BET Uncut, but it was like, um, oh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was later in the evening for, like, Grown and Sexies. But it was Silk, Meeting in My Bedroom. That's my song. I freaking love that song to this day. (laughs) I knew what it was back then, and I know what it is now, but that was my song back then. But I actually really liked it, not so much for the lyrics, because, mind you, we were, like, kids, but the melody and how they would sing the song is what I liked about it. Now I like a little bit more about it. But those two are definitely the ones that pop up into my head when I think about late night BET. So mine is the song Next, where it's like too close or like, oh boy, you dancing really close. And I'm like, okay. And then I saw the video and I'm like, oh my God, our parents, first and foremost, I understand now why everything has a parental lock on it. (laughs) Because I'm like, again, BET Uncut. You over here watching all these videos because your parents out here knocked out because they don't work the full day we kids so we done came home went to sleep and talking about we up doing homework quote unquote and we watching these videos trying to learn a new dance move yeah sorry younger audience we didn't have tiktok or instagram to learn quick dance moves we had to watch the videos and watch them over and over to learn them so y'all are blessed but yeah watching those videos i'm like oh that and it was like those r kelly videos i'm like what in the hell were we watching when we were young like, no wonder why our, we were so sexually questioned, like promiscuous. We were wondering like, ooh, what is this? What is that? What is this? If y'all have children, put a lock on everything. Everything. Make sure if that TV come on, before you go to bed, turn
turn that TV up all the way to 100. So if that child is trying to sneak, <laughs> turn that TV on in the middle of the night, it's going to blast at 100, the volume at 100. You're going to wake up because you're going to be like, what the hell is that? And then they're going to get scared and go to bed. I don't know if that's a good parenting tip, but maybe. I feel like nowadays parents got to get creative. I don't have children, but I can imagine because everything is so easily accessible now. Like, I feel like you have to get creative to some degree. So fun fact about Next, do you know, I stopped listening to them and I despised this group for the longest time because they beat, like they won, I think it was a Grammy for their song over, I think Brandy and Monica, or maybe, I think it maybe was like a, it wasn't a Grammy because they actually won that Grammy, but it was, I think maybe an MTV movie award or something. It was some other award that they were in the same category for and next one and Brandy did not. And I was pissed and I said, never again. <laughs> this is how hardcore I was when I was like 12, y'all. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was so mad. So anytime that song came on the radio, I was like, cut it off. I had to skip it or turn the radio off completely or wait till it passed, put it on mute. I hated it so badly. I don't have those feelings anymore, obviously. But man, when you mentioned that, it took me, listen, it took me back and I was upset. Also, I found the song I was talking about. It is Hurry Up and Load. Okay. Doggone medication uh, notification. Okay. It is, how did the hell do you pronounce? See, this is, I don't even know these people. Moking stuff. The song is called He's Mine. And it's like, uh, he's mine. Oh, he Moti. Yes. Is it M-O-F-I-T-F or something like that? No, it's M-O-K-E-N-S-T-E-F. I don't oh, think I have I don't ever know their names. That. I don't exactly. think that's right. But yes, I know you're talking about. He's mine. You made a hat at once, but I got him all the time. He's yes. mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not a healthy relationship, honey. <laughs> Back we then, I was absolutely singing it. Playing these games. You had them once, but it's me on his mind. Seriously, you used to be singing that song all the time on the playground, across the cafeteria, like all kinds of ridiculous drama that we just made up in our minds because what else are we supposed to do in 1995? But yeah, that song now, I listen to it and I'm like, baby, that's not healthy. You got to do better. I was like, I hope she got over that. But isn't it funny how like all these songs truly are programmed into our heads? And we wonder why, and I am going to go deep on this for a little bit. And we wonder why we are very dysfunctional. And I say that because if we're looking at this as we are all programmed in some type of way, you are what you listen to what you read, who you surround yourself with, and what you ingest. And so as children, we are literally listening to, it's okay to cheat on me because it was one time, he's mine, he's coming back. Or, ooh, this is our little secret. We good, let's have an affair with our friends. Or I'ma fight you because I hit that bitch with a bottle. Or nuck if you buck. Like... The stuff we listen to, and I wonder, and it makes so much sense. I'm like, as adults, we all need therapy just because the music we li- we were allowed to listen to as we were young. Who said that? Was that Brooke Valentine? Who was that? We was how I remember that. I have no idea, but I absolutely remember all the like a- extra aggressive songs that we listened to. Mind y'all, I've never been in a physical altercation day in my life. I do not like conflict. It gives me anxiety. Confrontation makes me physically ill. However, comma, any of these songs come on that are even the slightly bit aggressive, I'm singing at full volume. Don't ask me why. I don't know. And I, that probably speaks to how we all need therapy. But yeah, because Brooke did Girl Fight. I'm ready for Girl Fight. Go. Oh, we 
about to throw them bowls. And I'm like, yeah, wrap my hair up. You ain't about to come to me. We about to go to grab Like this music literally changes your whole entire demeanor. So that reminds me. And this is probably why you're fasting from music as we speak. Because if Nuck If You Buck comes on, I'm fighting all the imaginary people I've always wanted to have fights with. <laughs> Immediately. Like, <laughs> so I'm so serious. If that song comes on, it's immediate aggression. It's immediate, like, fight mode to everybody I've ever wanted to talk back to, everybody I wanted to smack across the face or kick in the nuts, all of it, which is why I don't listen to that song because it brings up those feelings and stuff. That's why that song should just not be played, like, ever again, especially in large crowds. Y'all, there's something under the surface, I feel like, for everybody, for all of us humans especially black people there's always something under the surface that will get exposed if that song comes on i don't care what it is it could be against your co-workers it could be against your busted ass family members it could be against homeboy that was in the subway that looked at you differently like anything right above the surface immediate aggression which is why we can't listen to that no more so you are correct and that is one of the reasons why i was like i should not listen to that song and the other song it, i feel like any atlanta artist or... <laughs> Or any like New Orleans artists, they're very aggressive. Cause I think about like Nuck If You Buck, and that's one song I was like, okay, I need to stop listening to going into work. Yeah, I feel like that's one song that me going into work, I could not listen to because of that. Of like Nuck If You Buck, try. I will come and come in the office, hair wrapped, throwing these bows, ready to scrap. So that one and the other song of like, who you with? Who you with? Throw your click up, who you with? And that's like, that started a lot of fights because we ain't from the same clique. So the beauty of this is like when we are young, we are learning our self-worth and learning like self-love and self-belief. But also we learn in like, hey, at times you just got to back that ass up, do what you do, learning as you grow that it ain't always good to be the other woman as he's mine or little secrets. And with that, a word from our sponsor. Hey, beautifuls. This message is brought to you by The Grass is Greener on the Other Side, where we help women who have anger, sadness, and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace, and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. See you on the call. We are about to transition to our next segment, which our next segment is Momentum Melanation. Momentum Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. So today for Moments of Melanation, I actually found some interesting musical related shout out that I wanted to do. So, and I never heard of this play. Me being the person that actually has a theater degree, haven't heard of this. So you learn something new every day. So in May of 1921, there was a Broadway show called Shuffle Along, which is one of the first all black like ensemble casts to be on Broadway, which just that thought in and of itself is 
is mind-blowing, but mind you, this is 1921. So things was was rough back then. I mean, they did have the roaring 20s and this is New York. So maybe it's a slightly different than what was happening in the South. However, comma, it's definitely still is something to talk about. So Shuffle Along is a musical comedy by composer Ubi Blake and lyricist Noble Sissel, which featured an all-Black cast and was the most significant achievement in Black theater of its time. It opened at the Howard Theater in D.C. in March of 21 for about two weeks, and then it transitioned to New York City in May. So what's so interesting about this play is it was really cool because it became like an instant hit. It was energetic. It was vivacious. Again, this was a comedy, and people were really interested and really enjoying this type of entertainment, which again is great for this cast. Mind you, to be fair, most of the people that was in the audience watching this didn't look like the people that were on stage, right? For the most part, they're going to be mostly white. And they were loving this entertainment and they were accepting it and embracing it. And it was incredibly successful. So what I also found about this one is they had um, recording companies that marketed all 18 songs from the show. And even there's one song, uh, what's it called? I'm Just Wild About Harry, which is a song in the show. It actually became President Harry S. Truman's campaign slogan in 1948, which I did not know. And I thought that was really cool for it to gain that much notoriety for for that time. And mind you, Truman came in like right at the end of, what was it, World War II, I think it was. So for his theme song to be from a Black Broadway musical says something. Makes me wonder if anybody knew that, because I don't know if they did, but that's a cool fact in and of itself. So the landmark uh, production actually renewed its public interest in Black theatricals and and marked a decided turning point in the history of Black entertainment in the United States. It introduced to the Broadway stage a Black chorus partially garbed as girls in the style of like Follies, which is another Broadway show, which is mostly white. But because of its popularity, the entertainment profession witnessed the return of Black musical comedies to Broadway on a regular basis. So there was some Black entertainment that was on Broadway and it didn't really do as well. I mean, it was there and people enjoyed it, but this particular Broadway show, Shuffle Along, was kind of like the turning point in Black theater for the United States, but definitely for New York. And what with the 20s is right around with the Harlem Renaissance too. So like right in that time where a lot of Black creativity was really being embraced, particularly in New York, this is something that really stood out. They actually revived this show a couple of times in the 2000s. I can't remember exactly what time, but it wasn't this exact show. What it was is kind of the behind the scenes of how they put this show together, which is how the new version of Shuffle Along goes. So, which again, is still a comedy, but it takes it kind of from a backstage perspective. But I thought this was really cool for it to be an all-Black cast being on Broadway, which is from a theater perspective, the biggest stage that you can be on, right? An all-Black cast in the 1920s, like, that's insane. And I thought that was absolutely incredible. I love this because, like you said, it proved that it proved that white audiences would pay to see Black musical comedies on Broadway. But also, if you think about today's time, what's happening now? We have white audiences paying to see all of our, if you go to, like, a comedy show, like, if it's Chris Rock or Kev, uh, Kev not Kev on stage, but Kev on stage, too, but his audience is mainly Black. But like Kevin Hart or like these big timers, bigger than Kevin on stage because Kevin on stage is huge too. Not coming for you. I love you, Kevin on stage and Miss Kevin on stage. (laughs) 
But like it shows that we are such creative beings that they want to see what we're doing. But also, and this is going to be my pettiness right here, is that they steal what we're doing. Cultural, what is it? Cultural appropriation all the time. And it frustrates me, but we're not going to go on that tangent today. But because y'all know that'll be a whole, whole episode by itself. But I love this because we were on Broadway in 1921. And for me, I didn't know anything about this. I know this is your background. This is what you love. I am ready to go see a Broadway show in New York on Broadway, but I never knew that we, in 1921, that we were on Broadway. Like, that's freaking amazing. All Black cast? That's amazing. Like, I just want to say kudos to y'all because that is freaking phenomenal. Yeah, I would, I mean, the 1920s in New York was, man, what a time to be alive. Um, Because the Harlem Renaissance was something that is so profound in our history. And not even just from a Black history perspective, but even from a literary perspective, like so many writers, so many poets, so much creativity and art came from that time. But also knowing that that art was put on stage too, like the one of the, the biggest stages theater can be put on, like whole thing. So props to the original composer and um, lyricist for this show. Thank you guys for reviving it and bringing it back to audiences so that they can have a glimpse of how a show like this was even brought to the forefront and how it worked because it's a really awesome story that needs to be told. That and I'm loving it because I know we were talking about Harlem Renaissance but it's also with the jazz age so or I think of 1920s or the Roaring 20s and so like the beautiful dresses the flapper dresses they came out dapper you talking about walking out looking like a snack man these the outfits were beautiful and um, so I don't know if I want to be alive during that time, but <laughs> I am glad for the ones who were alive that paved the way for everyone else. And with that, we will go ahead and y'all know we're going to end every single episode with an affirmation. And today's affirmation is, I am the composer of my own music. My story is worthy to be told and the lyrics of my life will change the world. Okay, Sunny D coming through with the deep affirmation. <laughs> I like that of like, you are the composer of your own world. And I think of that you're the composer of your life. So every single day you wake up, you have breath in your body is ability to compose your life, write your own lyrics. And so I want to say, I love that. Thank you, girl. So guys, you know, we come up with all of the content, but this is y'all's podcast too, at, to some extent. So please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, because you know, we keep it popping hot out there here. Email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at where'smyblueprintpod.com. Once again, you can email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or drop us a little comment, a little note, a little suggestion at where'smyblueprintpod.com. Thank you, Nay. And with that, y'all, y'all will hear this episode every Wednesday. Well, not this episode, but we drop an episode every Wednesday. where you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. And um, with that, y'all can check out check out all naysays at where'smyblueprintpod.com, where'smyblueprintpod.com. Again, naysays, the blog, new episode that drops at where'smyblueprintpod.com. And check us out on the social medias, all Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. Okay, bye. Or we are right now. Peace out.